Good morning. Now I just have to do whatever he said that I could do. <laughs> uh, good morning, church. I'm glad to be here. I'm, uh, I, w- I found out I was preaching a long time ago, probably too long ago, so I did my notes yesterday. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. But uh, it, that's the way it felt. Um, the Lord, I, I really waited um, on the Lord to write my notes because <coughs> I wanted the Holy Spirit to do what he wanted and not what my words were going to be which is what's happening right now. So um, because of the Thanksgiving, and this being the after Thanksgiving message, I thought I would talk really loud and really fast so that I could keep you away from the light at the end of the tunnel that you might be staring into. This is a picture I took. Uh, I was in the desert, and this is a mountain in Texas. Yes, they do exist. Um, And I was trying to create a lens flare effect just using my camera without Photoshop or anything fancy, I thought it turned out pretty good um, and beautiful. But I took the picture, so of course I do. Um, my name, again, is Lauren Lindsay, and I was going to pray real quick, if that's okay with you guys. God, thank you for this beautiful day that you've given us. May my words be your words, and may they find those that need them. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here today to do whatever you want to do for these people that are here. And for those that are watching on the live stream, Holy Spirit, you are with them as well. And you move in their homes or their places that they're watching it, if they're in their car or wherever they're at. Thank you, Father, for what your son did. Bless this service in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen's kind of a funny word, uh, but we're going to talk about that later. So, uh... I'm a minister here at the church sometimes. Uh, Scott mentioned that I was over the bridge for a long time. That's because we were actually closing the bridge down and turning it into something else. So it's not the bridge the way it was. And then COVID happened, which just kind of really closed it down um, and then closed down what I was turning it into also. So that's awesome. Way to go, COVID. Um, I am married to a beautiful woman. Her name is Stephanie. She's hiding behind that mirrored glass over there right now. Um, She's right there. Uh, we have two beautiful boys, Liam and Ethan, and uh, let me talk to you for just a second about Liam. He just turned six, and there's a picture of him hiking. He loves hiking. He found that out, mostly because he gets to wear the camelback backpack thing, um, <clears throat> and that's cool, and uh, I think there's another one of him. Uh, I took these photos, so I'm kind of proud of the photography part of it, but no worries. You don't have to be proud of it, um, and then there's uh, Ethan. He is two. He believes that he is four or five because he is exactly the same as his brother as far as he's concerned, and there is no difference. There's another picture of him rock climbing. Yes, he is actually rock climbing, and yes, that is a very scary picture to take because that is way higher than it looks in the photo. Um, and those are real rocks that fall down when you slide on them. Um, so, but he is awesome. Um, very strong little kid. Uh, Liam started kindergarten this year. I think I have a picture of that also. Uh, so uh, we walked in, well, yeah, let's talk about that, I guess, in just a second. Can you go to the Liam uh, Elementary School picture for me real quick? I know it's ahead of this. It's like the fourth slide. There we go. Um, so Liam went to school. Uh, Stephanie cried while I was taking this photo, I think. Um, I don't know why. Maybe you mothers know what that's about. But um, she cried for a little bit, and then, uh, and then we walked home. Uh, so we bought this new house. Um, I think there's a picture. There we go. Um, that's actually a picture of my neighbor's house because right now it is better looking than my house. Um, so my house is like over here. Um, but uh, I thought, you know, you kind of get the feel for what my neighborhood looks like. Um, I also like jokes. So uh, I thought it was funny. Um, okay, so go back to that picture of Liam with the tree for a second here. Um, our house is really close to the elementary school. It's so close. It's like just right over there. And um, so we can walk him to school. It's amazing. But, you know, right now, dropping your kid off a brand new school that you've never been inside of so that they can go to kindergarten with a teacher that you've never met in person takes a leap of faith that you would not believe. Some of you are here and you understand what I'm talking about. 
because maybe you've experienced this new wave of craziness where you don't actually go in the school that you're dropping your kid off and these people are like, oh, he's going to be fine. Don't worry. Just wait right there. Don't come inside. Seriously, don't go any further, please. Like, uh, as they call the police officers over to, you know, make sure you don't go in the building. Um, but uh, this is me and Liam. We were hiking. We got to the top of this mountain we were working on. <coughs> and he saw this tree. And uh, we noticed it looked kind of like the tree from the movie Crude. You know, those of you that know what I'm talking about, it's a movie about, uh, you know, kind of like the beginning of time and cavemen and stuff. And um, Liam taught me something about this tree that day, <coughs> and I'm trying not to get emotional about it, so bear with me. Uh, he said, look at this tree. Yep, there I go. <coughs> and I said, what are you doing? And he said, I'm giving it a hug because it looks like it needs it. And he sat there for a while just hugging the tree. So I took the pictures. <clears throat> yep. And uh, it was a moment in time where I realized how really proud I was of this kid. Not only can he hike anywhere I can go, because he will make himself do it. Um, and he can climb anything that I climbed that day. In fact, he was climbing above me. I kept telling him, slow down, because I can't catch him if he falls. You know, we're not... I shouldn't tell you we're not using ropes or anything safe. You know, we're just uh, climbing. So, uh, <clears throat> but if you know what you're doing, you're fine. Totally fine. Don't worry about it. Don't look, Stephanie. Just go over there. There's another picture of him in a cave. Yeah, uh, that's a scary cave. Uh, so this is what I call the scary cave of death. Um, <clears throat> mostly because this dark hole right there is exactly that. It's a dark hole that I couldn't see the bottom of. And Liam walked and climbed through to the other dark hole on the other side as I told him, Please do not fall or else I'm going to have to tell your mom. Uh, and I had no idea how he would get out of there. Um, so back to what I was saying. We dropped Liam off at the elementary school. You can go to that slide again. And um, I realized that this takes more faith than I thought. Faith in something that I can, something that is greater than me, something that I cannot do myself. I can't, I can't take him to his class. I can't drop him off. I can't walk him in and introduce him to the teacher. He has to do all this on his own. And this picture was taken, he's five years old. That's a lot. That felt like a lot for me. You know, he walked to school uphill both ways in the snow. You're going to have to clear the background to get that picture off there so they can see the text. Um... So, while we're thinking about faith, you can just leave that up there. Have you been to a Wednesday night service lately? Anybody? Um, don't lie to me because I've been there, <coughs> and I will know. Um, let me tell you a little bit. I'll, I wanted to take a moment and just tell you something that happened to me there, and I'll, I'll get to preaching or teaching or whatever I'm doing up here. Uh, Wednesday night services... For me, I had to work them. Like, I was asked to be there, politely. But uh, it was refreshing. It was uplifting and encouraging and just really good for my soul that I was there. We've had three Wednesday nights since the corona had been going on. And we canceled all of the midweek services and everything that had to do with the building because we're trying to keep the building clean and safe, sanitized for everyone here. And so we canceled some of our services, and, and for other reasons, I don't know all the reasons, but I wanted to tell on our pastors for a little bit, because I'm up here and they can't stop me right now. Um, Pastor Albert worships God with all of his heart. And on Wednesday nights, you can applaud, That's, I think it's amazing. On Wednesday nights, he leads the worship, for, or he has been for the last three. I don't want to pressure him into leading more of them, I'm just saying, he has been leading them. And it has been amazing. When Pastor Albert worships from his heart, which he does every time, but when he does, you can see something different. I experienced a moment in time where I really believed he didn't know we were there. 
he was worshiping and allowing us to be in the room with him, which he's very humble and all that, so he'll tell you there's no big deal or whatever. But if you experience it, you probably could agree with me, I think, especially if you've been there. Pastor Monica brought some truth. I told her I was only going to talk about her for a minute. She didn't know I was serious, probably. But um, she brought some truth the last couple of Wednesdays that have brought um, some serious meaning to what has been going on lately in my life. Because often I like to think of myself as a big kid, but I am an adult sometimes. But because they are so faithful, the Holy Spirit showed up one of, the, one of those three nights. And he moved in a way we haven't seen in a while. Or I haven't seen in a while, let me put it that way. And I know... He showed up for that party moment because they are so faithful. This kind of worship brings joy to God's heart. Did you know that joy means the feeling of great pleasure and happiness? Lord, I hope today those that need a little bit of joy have an abundance in their life right now brought to them today. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God, he is good to us, isn't he? At one of these services, I heard a young woman say, every seed she sows, she stops and prays over it. She actually even labels it, like what it was for, whatever. She does this because she's acting in faith. So let me talk about faith for a minute. The definition of faith is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Also, a strong belief in God or in the doctrines of religion based on spiritual apprehension rather than proof. See, I have a problem with some of the definitions I read of faith. But I put it up there so you can see it. Rather than proof. Um, see, I have proof. I have a real proof. See, for me, I can see that God is real and that Jesus died for my sins and that the Holy Spirit is here in this place with us right now. He has been moving since the beginning of this service, since before the service actually started, I felt his presence here. See, the proof that I'm talking about sometimes looks like the time he protected my family from a car accident. And another one, and another one, and, another, and protected me. Um, one time, I wasn't going to tell you this, I was sitting at a red light, and the light turned green. And it was, I don't know, late at night, dark, dark 30. And I just sat there at this green light with no ability to move my foot off the brake pedal. For some reason, I wasn't having a stroke or a heart attack. And about eight seconds went by, it felt like an eternity, and a car blows through the intersection. I will never forget that moment ever in my life. Call it what you want it. To me, it's real proof. Some, someone can tell me about things, however, when I've experienced my own faith, in action, I know these things are real proof. Jesus is, see, Jesus is a true example of faith and what we should do, how we should act. And it's all described in the Bible. In Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2, it says, Therefore we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. We sing about a cloud today. Let us rid ourselves of every burden and sin that clings to us. And persevere in running that race that lies before us. Verse 2 says, While keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, the leader and perfecter of faith, for the sake of the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross, despising its shame, and taking his seat at the right of the throne of God. Some versions say the right hand of the Father. In John 14, 12 and 14, it says, Truly, truly, I say to you, 
he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also, this is important, he will also do greater works than these he will do. Because I go to the Father, whatever you ask in my name, I will do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Wasn't sure what that version said. I tried to get them the same. In John 10.10, it says, The thief does not come except to steal, bring COVID, and to kill. Sorry, I added that part. And to destroy. I have come that they may have life, and they may have it more abundantly. So I like talking about abundance. I heard the Lord tell me clearly the other day to share with you some of my dreams, some of the blessings I've experienced, some of the desires of my heart, which are scary to share, because, you know, one, I think some people think their desires are weird, you know. Some of you desire like a new toaster or something, that might be weird. Um, But if you like toast, it's not weird. I don't need a toaster, by the way. I was just using that as an example. I want an electric teapot for Christmas. I put that on my list. Um, <clears throat> for those of you that have experienced the blessings of an electric teapot, you know what that is. Um, so some of the things that I'm going to talk about are bucket list items. I'm going to talk about a trip I took. It's pretty amazing. But first I'm going to read you another scripture. Uh, I think there's a Revelations 12. Actually, I know it's Revelations 12. I don't know why I said that. <clears throat> then I heard the loud voice of in heaven saying, Now have come the salvation and power of the kingdom of God and the authority of his Messiah for the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before God day and night has been hurled down. I was pausing for the hallelujah. Thank you. They triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their their lives so much that they shrink from death. Therefore, rejoice you heavens and you who dwell in them. So I'm going to stop right there for a moment. There's some more words underneath that. Um, When I read that, I thought, oh, they're talking about me. And then I thought, wait, that doesn't say you on earth, but it says you who dwell in them. Well, that's me. Because I hang out with Jesus, right? I hang out with the Holy Spirit, dwells inside of me. So that's me. I can rejoice. So in a little bit, I'm going to do something really crazy and rejoice in front of you. And then I'm hoping that you're going to join me. So I'm just giving you, that's your forewarning, that that's what I would like to happen. Uh, when I was a young boy, I feel like that was the beginning of a song. Uh, <laughs> that was not. Uh, my family went through the long process of divorce. And I would eventually pray these words. They're going to show up on the screen in a second. Um, God, please give me a family life that is normal. Because divorce wasn't normal. I was born in 1979, now you know. And uh, I was about six and a half, seven years old whenever I was experiencing this part of my life. I don't remember exactly when I prayed this prayer, but I think it happened more than once. So we're an amazing family now. I'm not sure we're normal, but uh, my wife sure tries hard to keep us close to regular. There's a couple of pictures. There we go. You can go to the next one. I think we're being silly. There we go. So that's me and the boys the other day. We were playing. And uh, Ethan said, let's make funny faces. He's super sweet. Um, He's got the best smile. So one time I wanted jet skis. Actually, I just wanted a jet ski. And the Lord gave me two Kawasaki jet skis. I think they were both actually from 1979. But um, after the excitement of getting the two jet skis and the free trailer, I realized I should have prayed for jet skis that worked. 
I remember a time when I wanted a new computer, specifically a MacBook Pro. Some of you know what that means. See, I had this used MacBook that I had been using for longer and longer and longer. I got it used. I didn't buy it new because I didn't know if I liked it and all this stuff. And I thought, surely God can do better. So I'm going to pray that God's going to give me this, you know, just bless me with a MacBook Pro. And something super unusual happened because I believe whenever I pray for things, God's going to bless me and, and some of that kind of stuff happened. God showed me that at this point in my life, I had achieved a position, I had a job, I had finances, I had kind of my own money that he'd helped me get, and I didn't need his help getting a MacBook Pro. And this may go against what you believe in this moment, but bear with me. He told me it is no miracle for him to give me a MacBook Pro. Because he had already provided a way for me to get it. It's not a miracle. It's already, he's like, hey, dummy, look over here. You just go get one. But he also gave me one. My wife went and bought me one for like Christmas or something. And so I didn't actually buy it, but he provided a way. And he was trying to tell me something else, though. I believe I heard God speak to me on this particular day the words of a father that loves his son and wants Ephesians 3 verses 20 and 21 to happen. See, he says, exceedingly and abundantly more than you could ever ask for. Abundance above what I could even imagine was going to happen? Because I'm just wanting a MacBook Pro. I mean, I was taking a MacBook. A Big Mac, anything. That was fine. I'm weird. I want to learn something new every day. I'm excited about the new thing that I'm going to learn today. I may have already learned it. This day, I heard the Father's tone different than I had ever heard him before. You ever notice when somebody talks to you and they change the way their tone is? Like if you get in trouble, or if you're doing something really good and you can tell like somebody's maybe proud of you or something? I experience that every time I talk to Deb Fink. It's like a roller coaster. She's not here, so. I think she's on there. Um, that was also my joke for the day. You're welcome. I hear God, the, I heard God the Father say to me. I hear him say it just like this. I have already told you, with your hands, you will heal the sick. That's cool. And that, those you touch will and can never be the same. Not just with my hands, but with my hands. That your mouth will speak words that bring life and not death to those wise enough to hear them. I wasn't going to say that part. Uh, God, you are saying, this is what I said to God, I was like, but God, you're saying that if I lay my hands on someone, I should suspect that something is going to change in their life at some time. And he said, son, it has already changed. So I'm like, I don't even need to be here for this, man. All right. Then he said something that took things to a whole new level for me. He reminded me of something. He wants me to have the desires of my heart. He says that in the Bible over and over, it seems like. Or maybe I just keep reading the wrong scripture over and over. I get stuck on it. He wants you to have the desires of your heart. So he wants us to dream big. There should be a, a big word there. There we go. No. He said, I want you to dream bigger. Because I'm dreaming of a MacBook Pro when I should be dreaming of like a giant pizza or something. That's Ethan. He's two. He said to me, stop dreaming. He said it like this. Stop dreaming from the view of a poor kid from Texas. Start dreaming as a rich man 
with the imagination I have given you. No pressure. I remembered almost as if I was sitting in the seat of the airplane in that moment, looking out the window, seeing Mount McKinley. I did not take this picture. You see, as a boy, I had dreamed of going to Alaska. Because in the 80s, there was like all this like wilderness and travel and all the television shows and people going there and books about being wild and this, that, and the other. And I had dreamed of going to Alaska to see this great mountain. It is literally called the Great One. Because it is. I mean, look at it. Um, as I looked out the window, I remembered how the mountain stuck up above the clouds. You see the ground is way down here. That's the ground. This thing is a monster. It is huge. And I felt like that's what the Lord was saying to me. Stop dreaming for ditches and heel, hills. I can't even say that word. I'm from Texas, sorry. Hills. Dream big. He sent me to Alaska. He even paid my way. So when I looked out the window, other than being a servant, it was free to me. On this Thanksgiving weekend, it feels like right about now we should be talking about gratitude. Somewhere between Black Friday and Cyber Monday, we find ourselves in this very moment. Of course, you know, Black Friday started like three years ago and never ends. Um, <clears throat> We find ourselves here in this very moment trying to face this word gratitude. It's supposed to be some kind of thanksgiving word, right? So I looked up what this word actually meant, and it says the quality of being thankful. Readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. To return kindness. You play that movie clip? Both trying to hide who we are, both unable to do so. Your men love you. If I knew nothing else about you, that would be enough. But you also tilt when you should withdraw. That is nightly, too. Release him. He may appear to be of humble origins, but my personal historians have discovered he is descendant from an ancient royal line. This is my word. And as such is beyond contestation. Now, if I may repay the kindness you once showed me, take a knee. Oh, 
vested in me by my father, King Edward. And by all the witnesses here, I dub thee. Sir William. Did you see what happened there? Some of you didn't see because you, you're confused by the movie. But I'm going to say it again. Did you see what happened there? The son of a king can change your position. He can change where you're from because it, he can. Nothing else matters. Jesus is the son and he is our savior. He can and will save you. He shows us ultimate kindness before we even know him. He shows kindness to set us free, to see things better than they are, and he can release you from what you deserve. In that movie scene, <clears throat> if you know the movie, he really does deserve to be in that position. According to the laws of the day, he was going to be tortured and executed, basically. And right then he was being made a, a laughing stock in front of the people. But then the of a king stepped in and changed his whole life in that moment. That was the moment you got to see. Not all of us get to see that moment happen in our own lives. So how do we even attempt to show gratitude to God our Father for sending His Son? We do this by accepting His Son. We do this by accepting His Son for who He is and what He did for us. We also do this by reading and studying our Bible. Meditating on the Word and what it says to us. Yep. We even have to share our testimony. I have felt... More times, sharing my testimony ministers to people in a way that I'm not trying to minister to them, if that makes sense. A lot of times, being Jesus to people is just being yourself in front of them. If you have Jesus inside of you, and he's in there moving around and stuff, he's going to pour out. And the more you spend time in the Word, the more you spend time doing the things that God has set out for you to do, the more you're going to minister to people without, you're not even doing anything. You're mopping the floor. Or when I say anything, you know, that was in quotes, sorry. You're not standing in the pulpit ministering to people. You're just buying groceries and you smiled at somebody. I met this lady one time at a drive through because God was talking to me about something and I said, you know what, I'm just going to go through this drive through and I'm going to be like super friendly to every drive through person I ever meet from now on. Because I don't know why they work there. They could be the owner. I mean, the guy that started Cane's used to work the window. If you've been to Cane's, it's a chicken place down the road. Um, you can't go inside, but you can go wait in their drive through line forever. Um, <clears throat> it's not that long. Anyways, free Cane's, please, if you're watching. Uh, I'm being silly. Seriously, send me the canes. Uh, <clears throat> I love Chick-fil-A, though. Chick-fil-A is my favorite. It truly is the Lord's chicken. We are supposed to pray for those around us. We are supposed to watch the sick be healed. That's going to happen right now today. I'm not even joking. Debbie Pylan can probably tell us a short testimony. I'm not going to make her do it. But she could probably tell us about being healed recently. I, sorry, I didn't tell you. Okay, uh, it's not even really in my notes. But it's not just being healed. You have a testimony it, that some of you have already begun to think about. God did something good for you. Lonnie and Stacy are sitting back over there. They didn't know I was going to say their name until right now. And I bet there's something that they're excited about right now. Something happened recently in their life. And 
has changed their position about safety. And uh, she's excited. Something has changed in their life. I'm not going to call any other names. I could. I could say Ivy Bell. I could say Derek Kyth. Something in your life changed at some moment. But how do we deal with stuff while we're struggling to get through this season of 2020 right now? How do we talk about gratitude? How do we get excited? Because in this moment when we're sitting here and Lauren's talking about things and reminding us of being healed and being uh, blessed. Somebody <clears throat> told me the other day that their rent was paid anonymously. Rent's not cheap. That's pretty awesome. Maybe, just maybe, it's time for us to take a knee. It's time for us to literally wait on the Lord. Stop, stop, and take a moment and do nothing but listen to what, listen and see what happens. In a quiet moment, you may hear something that you have never heard before. Like me, God spoke when nothing else was happening. I was studying and studying and studying and working on my messages as I do. I wrote three different messages for Sunday so we could talk about all kinds of things. Um, one of them magically got deleted or mysteriously got deleted. Um, the other stuff just worked out. And whenever I stopped studying and went to lay down at somewhere around 12 o'clock at night, one particular night, I had already fallen asleep in the chair downstairs watching TV. I think I was watching Stargate, just so you have the whole context of everything that was happening. And uh, I, I laid down and I was awoke. I never fell asleep. For the next three hours, the Holy Spirit talked to me about today. Roughly three hours. I don't, I actually don't remember. It was either 3.30 or 4.30. Whenever I finally think I fell back asleep. I wrote in my MacBook Pro uh, for the next several hours. When God speaks to me, I write it down. I do my best to write it down because I never want to forget what he said. I don't want to misinterpret what he said. I want to make sure I write down exactly what I feel like he's telling me. Maybe you're here today and you can relate to something that I've said and you want to get close to Jesus. Maybe you don't know Jesus as your Savior, but you want to investigate this thing called Christianity further. That's what happened to me. I didn't know, is God real? I mean, I've been to church a lot. Some people think I grew up in church and that I was a good kid and all that stuff. Good for you. Keep thinking that. Um, it's, it's not the truth, but the truth will set me free. So I implore you to take the plunge today and raise your hand in this moment. Raise your hand and pray with me a prayer to accept Jesus and see where it goes. I ask you to raise your hand, not because you raising your hand gets you closer to heaven. You raising your hand is some sign of acknowledgement or whatever. It's really so that I know who I'm praying for. It's just that. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand if you've listened to these words. And, and it's not about accepting Jesus for the first time. It's just because you need to take that knee. And you need to accept the thing that Jesus wants to do for you. It's because something that you're doing isn't working. It's because you want to be moved to the next level. It could be because, <clears throat> I was reminded this week, someone in this room may have fell out of love with Jesus. You're being reminded in this moment that it's you. And I want you to raise your hand in just a minute or whenever you want to raise your hand.
This is literally the time that we wait on the Lord. Is it too much to ask for a moment in time? Time is the most expensive and incalculable, by some standards, measure of worth. It's very difficult. There are formulas they can figure out. If something happened to you in the workplace and you passed away or got injured and you know, lost an arm or whatever, they can calculate and try to tell you how much you're worth, but they're wrong. This moment in time is worth more than anything we else, else we can do today. This moment in time, I pray, is the thing that changes you and the moment that you look back to and say, remember that time I raised my hand and it was kind of weird and then I was like, instantly my circumstances had changed. Remember that time that I had kind of been pretending to be a Christian and I didn't even realize it? I was just doing the things. And Lauren said he went to church's chicken one day and said, hey, how are you doing today to the lady in the window? And from that day forward, had a relationship with that lady. And every time I came to the window after that, I don't know how, but there was more chicken in my bucket. Did I do it for the extra chicken? No. I did it because I felt like God told me to. I went to Chick-fil-A drive through I'm just telling you names of places so you have references. And I gave the guy a high five, which they love, by the way. I don't know about during COVID, but they loved it back in the day, um, uh, B.C. Uh, so they, they, they did the old high five. They love it. They're excited. And if you say these words... I'm going to pay for the people behind me. They like that too. If you do it at like McDonald's, they're like, what? Uh, you want to pay for what? I'm sorry. I, I don't understand what you're saying. <clears throat> it, it happened to me. So I'm speaking from experience. But Chick-fil-A, they understand for some reason. They understand what you're doing. I want to pray right now before I talk about the next thing. And it's a little bit after 11, so we're okay. You don't have to worry about it. My mom told me not to say anything about the fact that she wanted me to be done by a certain time. So I won't say anything. So I'm not asking you to bow your heads. I'm just going to say raise your hand. Oh, I got, I got a hand up. There we go. I got hands up over here. And say, everybody can say this. It's okay. You can repeat after me. It'll be fine. Jesus, forgive me. I accept you now. Thank you for all you have done for me. Help me to live like you. Amen. Hallelujah. That's good stuff. Stop dreaming through the eyeglasses of your reality of your past. Stop trying to look through the lens that looks like this. This is actually a professional lens. It's not cheap or anything. It's a good lens. It works good. But it's only as good as whatever I put inside of it. This is called a blackout lens. Can you guess why? You're smart. Black. See, he knows. Start looking through the lenses, giant lenses. These are giant, shiny lenses. I like them. Start looking through the lenses that God places before us. Did you know his lenses are bigger than this? I'm just going to put those there. His lens is so great, he has a whole earth that he looks at. He can see the astronauts and you and the moon all in the same lens. For those photography students like myself, that's amazing. That's like, well, how does that even work? That's ultra, 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 ultra widescreen. Giant. It's the great one. 
Now I'm going to share about myself again. Sorry. I've been dreaming for some time, quietly to myself, about a new beautiful truck. Let's see if it shows up. There you go, Doug Pylon. What do you think about that? Uh, sorry. Uh, I was dreaming, and I know what it looks like. I mean, there you go. So do you now. Um, <clears throat> I know what it sounds like. I know what it's going to be capable of. Because, see, I like to use my truck to help people. You might look at that truck and say, well, how, who are you going to help with that? A militia? Uh, <clears throat> yes. Yes, I would, if they needed my help. Um, because somewhere there's a lady that needs help moving some big piece of furniture. Somewhere, see, my grandma said, help the ladies. And I asked her, how do I know who the ladies are? And she said, well, sometimes you won't. Okay. <laughs> and then I think she hit me and said, just help all the women. Like, something like that. But that was my grandma. I also love going off-road outdoors and doing things, um, camping and all that kind of stuff. See, you're just going to Arland. That's the grocery store around the corner in Oak Ridge, just for those that don't know. There is no place in Oak Ridge that looks like that, though. That's pretty amazing. Um, so I said, God, if you want me to dream big, I'm going to need some help. Can you put the white truck back up? I'm, I see, God, I see a 2017... Dodge Ram 1500 with a 5.7 liter Hemi four-wheel drive. And you know, Lord, it's the one with the sliding rear glass. You can stick things through the back or, you know, get fresh air, whatever, whatever you need. I heard him say these words, keep dreaming. <laughs> and I thought, wait, did you say keep dreaming or like keep, keep dreaming, kid, you know? I didn't hear any answer from that, but... I heard him say, keep dreaming. And I said, but I am dreaming. And he said, no, keep dreaming and see what I have in store for you. Remember to give glory and speak of this testimony. Do you see it yet? God was trying to tell me something else. He was not talking to me about money or wealth. He was talking about scripture. He was telling me to dream big. It wasn't about becoming wealthy beyond anything I could imagine. Because I've taken Dave Ramsey. I've taught Dave Ramsey's financial peace university classes. I'm a coordinator. I know about imagining finances. I know about um, planning ahead and all this kind of stuff. I could ima imagine some wealth. I don't know where it's going to come from, but I could imagine it. He wants me to have the greater things, those things Jesus talked about. He said, you are going to do greater, even greater. You're going to do what I do and even greater things. So, if I'm going to do greater things, then I've got to change what, this is not my notes, by the way. I've got to change what I'm imagining for. Yep. I still want a 2017, I mean, that truck is beautiful. What do you say about that? Anyways, I'm distracted now by the beautiful truck. So, I mean, I still want that, and I told the Lord, I can't afford that truck. So for me, that's dreaming big. Can't afford it. If I told you the price tag, some of you would be like, oh, that's not that big a deal. Some of you would be like me and be like, whoa. Others of you have no idea what a truck costs, and so it wouldn't maybe bother you or not bother you. It wouldn't matter. But what's the thing that you've been dreaming for? What's the thing that you put up on your wall and you think, that's, that's the new thing? See, what you don't know is, for some time I've been running sound. In fact, we used to have this terrible soundboard. Um, I don't even like to speak its name in this house. And I posted pictures of this beautiful Yamaha M7 DL console. It was a 48 channel digital. It was beautiful. And I posted pictures and I prayed that one day God would bless us in such a way that we would be able to have something at least this nice. It would be amazing. 
Do you know what soundboard John Sanchez is running right now? It's a Yamaha M7CL48 channel digital console. I'm not saying it's because I prayed for it or anything. I mean, you know, maybe, but being the head of the department, I got to pick which one we got or which one I recommended. Anyways, greater things than that. So what's greater than that? The hard part is it's more than you can even imagine. So today I'm going to get to where I'm going by talking to you about Matthew 4, verses 4 through 6. It's really just verse 4. Jesus said, it is written, man is not to live on bread only. Man is to live by every word God speaks. So we started off, I mentioned this morning that amen is a funny word. We sang it in a song today. We might sing it in another song. Amen means so be it. That's what it means. So be it. So, if we're supposed to live off of these words, the first time amen was even recognized was in, like, the Bible. It also means verily and truly. It's in the Hebrew Bible, sorry. I meant to tell you that means truly. So think about the times in the Bible you read these words. When Jesus finished a prayer, sometimes he would say, Amen. Because he knew the words he said before that were the truth. When he prayed for somebody. Sometimes we say the word Amen because we're agreeing with whatever we're talking about. Debbie Pylon's healed. Amen. Right? Stacy Quartz has a beautiful grandbaby. Amen. I've never seen a grandbaby, so I don't know. But I'm just agreeing with that, that that's the truth. My parents have beautiful grandchildren. My mom tells me all the time. John 19, verses 28 through 30 tell a story. Some of you know the story. Some of you don't remember. It's okay. You're going to remember. It is the biggest moment in the Bible probably. In my opinion, it's like the hugest moment. I could be wrong. There's John 3.16. There's, you know, some scriptures in Acts. There's James and Psalms and Proverbs. And Isaiah 65.24 says, you know, when you ask, I've already done it for you kind of thing. He's already answered your prayers before you ask. So how could this be the biggest moment? You're about to find out. John 19 verses 28 through 30 is the recollection of the moment that Jesus took a drink and said these words. It is finished. Then he bowed his head and he gave up his spirit is what the Bible says. If that's not the biggest moment in the Bible, I don't know. It's the biggest moment to me. Because it is finished, I can say a man to. Amen to. Amen. Amen. It is finished. Amen. 2020, it's finished. Amen. Who wants to do that again? Let's walk through a portal and you can go back to January where everything was normal and wonderful. Except it's still 2020. No thanks. This morning, I'm going to do something that I have never done before, and I'm not looking forward to it. Something I feel and believe I am looking forward to it. I believe is from the Holy Spirit. You are about to witness the embarrassment of myself, sort of, because I don't like doing things like this. But if the Lord tells me to do something, you better believe I'm going to jump off that side of that mountain. I don't care. So I always check and make sure it is the Lord telling me to jump off the side of this cliff, right? Because that's scary. It has been the desire of my heart for some time to lead a group of people, my people, in a moment of worship. 
So I tried to learn how to play the guitar, and uh, I'm not that great. I'm not going to play the guitar for you, just so you know. Um, I do play bass guitar. You can see me on some Sundays. I pretend to play bass guitar, really. It's just the Holy Spirit moving my hands. I believe this moment that we're about to experience is from the Holy Ghost. I believe that people right now in this room are going to be healed. I believe if you've been waiting for this moment to happen all day, and Lauren, you need to hurry up so that this moment can happen, it's about to happen and you need to get ready. You need to believe right now that Jesus is going to change your circumstance, that you're going to take a knee right now, not literally, but in a minute. You're going to take a knee, and uh, the son of a king is going to change your circumstance. I have some paper here, but I'm not reading from it, just so you know. This is the Holy Spirit talking to you right now. God said to me to do this and imagine something can happen. Someone today is going to be healed. I don't know who you are. I, do, I, I don't know. It's you will know. Someone today is going to be healed from something that nobody knows about. Something on the inside. Some of you are going to be healed from the fact that you have fell out of love with Jesus and you need to make a change. Some of you have made that change today. Some of you raised your hand and you made that change. You fell out of love with Jesus or whatever it happened. You've been pretending to be a Christian. You've been doing the Christian thing and things don't feel like they work. <clears throat> God gave his only son. I can't do that. I have two. You can't have either. I can't do what he did, but I can do what Jesus did. I can try. You can try to do what Jesus did. Your circumstance is going to change right now. I got to find where I am in my notes here. <clears throat> Paxton, can you come up here for a minute? I sort of surprised Paxton, but I gave him a heads up. <laughs> He's going to help me. So uh, I am a Bible student, not just a student of the Bible. I went to Bible school. And got a degree in an education and all that kind of stuff. Or at least they say that I'm educated about the Bible. I feel like I still am learning from the beginning all the time. Uh, just a microphone for Paxton, yeah. Um, Paxton is a Bible student right now in Bible school. He's going to talk into the, you can talk into the microphone, make sure that they got you. Is that the congregation or the leader? Leader Pax mic, that's the lead mic. So he's going to help me. It's important that his mic works. So, uh. That's good. Um, I want to sing a song for you. I want you to, uh, he's at church. Um, I want to sing a song for you. So I said, Lord, please don't make me sing one of these songs like nobody knows or something else. And I'm not really singing the song for you, so you know. I'm singing a little song for the Lord. I just want you, I want to be like Pastor Albert. <clears throat> I want to lead you in worship. Join in if you want to. If it's finished for you in 2020, if you're done and you're agreeing with this statement, it is finished, I think you'll like the words to this song. Super easy song. Easiest one I could find. But because I want to do what's right, I pray. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here in this place today. Move in this place amongst your people. Heal the sick. Let the lame walk and the blind see. Holy Spirit, break open those hardened hearts. Show them the returns of kindness you have shown me. Be real with us today. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for moving in this place. So I wanted to play a joke on you and sing a song. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. But that's just a joke. The lyrics to my song are that one slide that says, Amen. And that's the song we're going to sing. Can we sing that?
Amen. 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 Sing it with me now. Amen. 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 Somebody clap for me. Amen. 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 Sing church. Amen. 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 Keep it going now. Amen. 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 Someone's getting healed. God the glory today. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Receive your healing right now. Those of you that felt that move, that felt the Holy Spirit move, receive that. Those of you that felt that touch of of Jesus today, that touch of the Holy Spirit, stay in this moment with me for a moment. Stay in this moment for a moment. We're at the end of today's sermon, but Lord, I just thank you for moving in this place. Holy Spirit, thank you for, the, for ministering to the people today. If for some reason you feel like you want me to pray for you, I will pray for you. I'll be over here somewhere. Um, I think Pastor Albert's going to pray for people today. And um, he'll be up here. If you felt like you didn't get what you came for, if you felt like you still didn't get enough, and you want one of us to pray with you. I'll stay here all day until 3.30 when I play volleyball. Thank you, God, for what you did today. Thank you for continuing your continuing work in us. Thank you for sending your son to die for our sins. Thank you for sending us your Holy Spirit to be that great comforter. Always guide us and keep us on your right path, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Um, So, I was going to talk just for a minute about the offering. I think they got a slide for you. Um, you know what to do, right? There's some boxes over here and over there. You can mail it. You can hand it to somebody. That's what happens to me sometimes. Somebody hands me theirs, and then I stick it in the box for you, like right next to where I'm standing. Like uh, if you want to buy me a truck, it's that white one. Just it's fine. No big deal. Um, let me speak a blessing over you, though. Go this next week. 
and be blessed. Tomorrow is Cyber Monday. May all your deals be amazing. <laughs> Show gratitude, not only for what God has done, but for what he is doing in your life. Smile at that person. I know you have a mask on, but did you know they can tell if you're, somebody can tell if you're smiling? And if you're not wearing a mask, they can really tell. I hope that you got everything that you came for this week, but go and be blessed and be a blessing to each and every person you come in contact with this week. Have the best holidays. May this time of Advent, this time of waiting on, this, on Jesus be the most magical time you've ever had. In Jesus' name, amen. Go. Joy to the